This is attorney James Sterling Lawrence of Royal Oak, Michigan, speaking for respondent Theopolis Smith in the case of Burgess B. Smith, case number 08-1402, argued January 20th, 2010 at the United States Supreme Court. Mr. Smith was convicted of second-degree murder in a jury trial in Kent County, Michigan, where the jury was all white, even though Kent County is 8.1% African-American, with 7.28% of the voting population African-American. Of the 37 witnesses from the bar, two witnesses said he did it, while five said he did not. Mr. Smith was convicted even though the two identifying witnesses gave testimony that was contradicted by the medical examiner, Dr. Stephen Cole, and by other witnesses who, like Dr. Cole, were certain that the shot was fired from a considerable distance away. The eyewitnesses both testified that the shot was at close range, and one eyewitness testified the shot was fired with Mr. Smith holding the collar of the deceased, which the medical examiner and other witnesses say was impossible because the shot was fired from a distance. Because Mr. Smith is large, muscular, and black, and may have looked threatening to the all-white jury members, it is reasonably likely that the jury was affected by his appearance to reach their unreasonable verdict. The legal issue is based largely on the 1979 case of Duran v. Missouri, which holds that those selected to come to court to be on the jury array must fairly represent the population as a whole. Here, we show that over petitioner's jury year, the underrepresentation of African Americans was 18.1%, and in the jury month when Mr. Smith's jury was picked, the underrepresentation was 34.8%. The petitioner is a state prison warden who's being represented by the Michigan Attorney General's office, and they contend that the federal courts use the wrong test to determine underrepresentation. Uh, the two tests are the absolute disparity test, which is what the state wants, while we contend the comparative disparity test is far more appropriate. With absolute disparity, the 34.8% underrepresentation turns into about 2.5% underrepresentation. Moreover, the absolute disparity test involves a 10% cutoff, which would make the rights under Durin never to apply to Kent County at all, since the African-American population is under 10% of the total. In other words, uh, under their proposed test, you have to show that more than 10% of the total voters are involved, the total jurors are involved, instead of uh, uh, a percentage of the minority population. If you follow that test, then uh, the Duran rights could never apply to Kent County at all. In fact, 60% uh, of the population of the United States would live in places where uh, the Duran test would not apply to allow reasonable representation of African Americans. As for Hispanic Americans, it's much worse. Over 90% of the people of the United States would live in places where the Hispanic population would have no protection under Duran, and for Native Americans, it would be the worst of all. 
not one place in the United States would permit Native Americans to have protection under the Duren test if you adopt the absolute disparity test, which is what the state is proposing. Although many lower courts have used the absolute disparity test, we submit that test is clearly unreasonable as it minimizes underrepresentation wherever the minority population is small. Under their test, it would ironically be true that in places where there are certain to be minorities on the jury anyway, like New York, Washington, D.C., Detroit, places where minorities already have political power, the right to complain in court would exist, but in places where there are fewer minorities, like Grand Rapids, Lansing, and Jackson, Michigan, no right to complain of underrepresentation in court would ever exist. This proposal by the state turns the legal standard on its head and is exactly the opposite of where it should be. It's those places where the minority population is small where they are most in need of protection. Uh, if you uh, look at it in the context of an individual jury, if the differences between seven black jurors and six black jurors out of 12, that's insignificant. But if the differences between one black juror and none, that's a total exclusion. The test advocated by the state would treat these widely disparate situations the same and should be rejected. One of the factors that led to this underrepresentation is something that Kent County used to do, but they have since abandoned. It's known as the district court siphoning. What would happen is large numbers of the overall jury pool would be siphoned off to for district court purposes. And whether the jurors uh, diverted in that way would appear on juries or not at district court, they would be permanently taken out of the circuit court pool. And because of the large volume of business in the Grand Rapids district court, as opposed to the other district courts in the county, uh, this led to a substantial underrepresentation of minorities through the siphoning system. In our brief and uh, otherwise in the record, we have shown other factors that contributed to the underrepresentation. However, in the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals, where uh, Mr. Smith did win his habeas corpus case, uh, the Sixth Circuit relied primarily on the siphoning as part of the system that led to the underrepresentation. The United States Supreme Court said it best in 1935 in Norris v. Alabama when they said there was a total exclusion of African Americans from Germany. That's a comparative disparity test, the kind of test that we want to use. They did not say that there was a 7% exclusion of the population from Germany. That's an absolute disparity test. Even just saying an absolute disparity comparison requires awkward language unless you totally divorce numbers from their consequences, which is what the state is proposing. A test that allows defendants to complain where they do not need to and that bars complaints where they are needed is inappropriate and would be a major step backwards in our court system's commitment to increase justice and increase minority participation in the jury system. 
Everybody benefits when minorities are included on the jury, not just the defendant, but the minority population in general is benefited by being allowed to be part of the uh, judicial system of government. And finally, it benefits society as a whole because when you have the broadest range of experiences among the people of the jury, you are most likely to get the most accurate results. It is uh, respondent Theopolis' contention that the U.S. Supreme Court should uphold the ruling of the Sixth Circuit and find that the state courts of Michigan acted unreasonably when they found that the 34.8% underrepresentation was constitutionally insignificant under these circumstances.